Warning, the following show features constructive opinions performed either by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. The views expressed are ours and may differ from views of any other entity. Accordingly, the Tim Zabriskie Show and the producers must insist that no one recreate or reenact any conversation or activity performed on the show. When you listen to the show, do you find yourself agreeing with the boys? Or do you think Tim is full of shit? Well, let them know how you really feel and participate in the live shows. Follow the Tim Zabriskie Show by searching at Timmy Zabriskie on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. And fully interact by liking, commenting, and even calling into the hotline. Don't be afraid to make your voice heard. Five minutes ago. Oh my gosh, wow. Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, Tim Zabriskie here. Back at it again with a brand new vid. Apparently, there's no audience here. They're not, they're not reacting to me at all. <laughs> I wonder why that is. How's this one looking? That one looks okay. Oh, man. Welcome to the Tim Zabriskie Show. Um, I'm your host, Tim Zabriskie. Did, did the crowd get here, guys? Did they get here? Ah, uh, they're here. Oh man. Oh, welcome to the Tim Zabriskie Show. Yeah, this is better. This is better. Thank you so much. We're kind of laughing. We're cheering. We're having a good time. Uh, welcome to the Tim Zabriskie Show. I am your host, Tim Zabriskie. Wow. Yes, 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 yes. You in the back, sit down. All right, knock it off. Uh, welcome to Tim's Brisky Show. Um, um, crazy fucking weekend, right? Not just with WrestleMania, but how about the whole company getting sold? Huh? Did anyone expect that? Wow. Yeah, I kind of did. Like, it just seemed like Vince was really kind of jumping into the whole situation there a little bit fast. Um, you know, a lot of this is being said in retrospect, though, like thinking about it past. However, it's it's kind of crazy the way that that for years and years and years this man has said one thing and then done a complete opposite literally in the morning yesterday um you know if these rumors are true right but um literally in the morning yesterday he was on tv doing this whole presser thing he was what was he on espn or something like that and he was talking about how how he's not going to be hands-on with creative and then every single report online and again like I've really learned to take a grain of salt with all the fucking online reporting. I'm still waiting for that belt that Triple H approved a couple weeks ago, you know, for when Cody won, <laughs> you know what I mean, to to unveil. Or even if it was Rody or Roman Reigns that was going to unveil this new belt, where's the belt, guys? Because pretty sure that Roman left with the two same belts that he already had. Um, but but again, you know, that's the internet, right? Um, but, you know, the reports are is that Triple H... Um, 
basically didn't do anything on the show last night, right? And Vince McMahon did. Now, is that just another one of these excuses that people make because the show just wasn't up to par with what they thought it was going to be? Or was Vince McMahon really there? Was he really in charge? I mean, I know he was there, like physically, but was he really in gorilla position, really doing the the rest of the show? The best part is, is that we as fans can speculate that, but only the, the people that work there will really know the answer. And honestly, offense, but... I don't think that anyone really talks to Dave Meltzer. <laughs> I don't think that anyone really trusts that guy. I think that that guy just comes up with whatever the fucking bullshit works, which is why in the past three to four years, he's been wrong way more times than he's been right. You got to admit it. That guy, he's not talking to anybody. Like, my favorite, though, if you look up Dave Meltzer's bedroom on Google, you'll see fucking the, the messiest room ever, and I swear to God, there's no woman that lives there, and and he lives, well, there is a woman that lives there, his mother. His It's his mother's house, because if you look at that room, there's no way that um, um, self- self uh what's the fucking word i'm looking for like a like a self-strong kind of guy would let his room look like that i mean holy shit granted i'm not the cleanest fucking person i mean you like i'll go to the wide shot here so that you guys can see oh wait that's not the wide shot i'll go to the wide shot here so that you can see that it's not like you know the craziest clean over here and stuff like that but at the same time like like that guy's room is a pigsty and there's there's multiple pictures of this guy in his room who the hell is he to come out for years and years and years rating matches? And I can't believe that even like me as a kid, not knowing who the fuck he was, but like hearing his name in general, thought that that shit was important. He's not fucking important. He's just another fucking Mark, just like the rest of us. So I don't understand why this guy, you know, like, like why he has such a following. Why do so many people listen to Dave Meltzer? Because he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about so many times. <laughs> how was it? How about that for a rant? Wow! What did you guys think? As far as the actual show, my opinions on the show were that you know it was good. Um, I don't agree with there being commercials during the, during the show. I mean, I don't care if it's on Peacock, and I don't care if it's part of my membership. But at the same time, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, you can try to sell you can try to sell to me that it's commercial free if I spend more than the ten dollars a month that I'm paying. However, I don't believe that they had stuff going on for everybody else that pays more than fifteen dollars a month. So there's no point of having having the different tiers then either. Um, um, I thought that I thought that Roman. I thought I really wanted Cody to win, but I had a feeling that that Roman was not going to win, and here's why. For a little while now, three to four weeks, those guys had really been talking about um, how in May that Roman's going to hit 1,000 days. And they only really started talking about it like three to four weeks ago. But they weren't doing it like up in your face as, a, you know, as much as they were saying, I got to finish the story, I got to finish the story, like Cody Rhodes was saying. They really were doing it in the sense of, hey, this could happen. This could happen. So they're basically planting little seeds. You know what I mean? They were basically making it so that, yeah, you know, I, uh, you know, Cody Rhodes could end up losing. And, you know, I don't, but here's my problem with that, though. A, for years and years and years, we know that wrestling is predetermined. We know that wrestling isn't, the, isn't, isn't, um, you know, it's choreographed, whatever the fuck. It's not a shoot fight like the UFC would be. So, if that doesn't matter, and I know they're trying to make it so that you can legally gamble on it and everything like that, but if none of that really seems to matter, 
why couldn't we get Cody Rhodes to have that big fucking moment? Because the other thing is, is that, yes, it's cool that, you know, Roman's going to hit a thousand days. But what's even more cooler is that there's no one else hotter in wrestling right now than Cody Rhodes. And I get it. It's a long time story and we need to believe in him and stuff like that. But fuck that. Like, like, look at what you did with AJ Styles when AJ came in. Like, AJ got the push, like, right out of the fucking gate. What was it? His first or second match, he beat John Cena. And I'm not talking about Austin Theory beating John Cena, who hasn't been around for five years. I'm talking about AJ Styles, who fucking beat John Cena, like, when John Cena was on top still. Why couldn't we get that with Cody? And then have him fuck Like, this is what I really thought was going to happen. I thought that Cody was going to win because, you know, fireworks and all that cool shit. And then afterwards, on Monday, I would have booked him so that he was a fucking heel, He'd fucking turn around and said, said, I started the other company and I am the best of this company. And, you know, being the best fucking thing in the world. And then Roman could have taken some time off because, you know, so quote, oh, that was another thing in the news, right? That Roman's taking time off. Well, fuck it. He won on Sunday and showed up on Monday. When is the time off? <laughs> the Internet I'm telling you, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, so he's supposed to have some time off here. And so so. You could have booked it like that, where Cody wins and then turns heel, and then he has an outstanding heel run. And then fucking people that all think that they're better than him from our company, the WWE, right, would fucking take him out, and then he could do some heel shit, right? <laughs> um, or you fucking... Or what's the other thing, too? You Oh, the other, the other booking I had, and I talked about this with my buddy Mike, where the other idea that I had was that, yes, he wins. Yes, he's a babyface. And then fucking RKO out of nowhere. And then that's your first fucking feud. And then that would allow... Um, and I would have Randy be as a heel in this scenario, but you could do it the other way too, like I was saying. But Randy's a fucking heel, and then Roman Reigns goes away. Why couldn't we do something like that? You know what I mean? Or if you really want to even make it be more of an asshole, then fucking... Have him win, get the fireworks, and on Monday, fucking reverse the decision like Earl Hebner did with Triple H and Chris Jericho fucking 15 years ago. And that would also fucking, you know, put a knife right into Chris Jericho because that was a sweet moment in his career. <laughs> Whew, where's my beer? <laughs> Rant over. No. Um, but that's, you know, how I would have booked that one. Sucks to be Shane McMahon. He probably had the worst fucking scenario. But out of that, I have to give a round of applause. <laughs> I got to give a round of applause to Snoop Dogg because Snoop Dogg fucking saved that entire that entire show in a situation where, you know, um, Shane got injured here and then The Miz had no idea what to do. I'm certain I'm I almost will guarantee that the end of that match was going to have the exact same thing happen with uh, with Snoop Dogg. Like, like, I think that Shane was going to beat him up and then Snoop Dogg was going to come in and do that exact same shit that he, that he did right there. Um, and then, and then afterwards, like, like, you know, we were going to have, they were going to not have as much time for fucking the next match. Now I'm certain I'm almost 99% certain that after that happened, but kudos to Snoop Dogg again, like that was friggin' awesome. Like I, in my heart, I'm certain that there was a, a cameraman or an agent or somebody that ran out and said, Snoop, get, get in the ring that we didn't see on camera. But deep down as a fan, I believe that that Snoop Dogg was like, oh, fuck, Shane's down. I'm doing it, man. I don't care. And he fucking went in there and then he hit the spot. You know what I mean? With the punch and then the second punch and then the, the people's elbow, the one, two, three. He saved that whole thing. You have to give him so much credit for that. Now, that obviously 
made it so that the next match was supposed to go a lot longer and would have been sweet because that was the uh, the Hell in a Cell match, right? <laughs> With Edge and Finn Balor. And Finn Balor, I don't know if you saw the picture online. I do not have it. I wish I had grabbed it. But Finn Balor fucking took the biggest gash in his head from when Edge threw that ladder in the, in the corner of the rung and nailed him in the face. Brian, Brian Peters has something to say. What did he say? Brian agrees that Vince McMahon was definitely in the uh, in the driver's seat there, and he fucked up Cody Rhodes. I believe it, man. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know. People are saying that it's good for fucking. Of course, it's like all the uh, um, all the all the wrestler bros are saying that it's you know it's good for wrestling and blah blah blah. However, like, I, I just, I just can't. I, I don't get it, man. I don't. I just, I don't know. Um, but the gash that Finn Balor got when Edge threw the ladder at him. It fucked it. It fucked it up even more. <laughs> it fucked it like, like, you know, they quickly tried to sew his head together so he could finish the match while he was hanging outside of the ring. That was in that spot. That was in that part of the match where Edge is like, you know, pulling out kendo sticks and blah blah blah. But then the blood became too much. They had to end it like immediately, um, which is which just sucks. But that just made it so that there was so much time leading up to the. Uh, to the main event, and I was like, I texted Kenny, Kenny Casanova, and I was just like, dude, watch how long these entrances are gonna be, and they fucking took their time on that. But, but yeah, I mean that that was that was probably you know that was the good shit that I remember from the show. I mean, the first night was was okay. Austin Theory is definitely on the juice. There's no fucking question that that dude's. Did you see that guy's triceps? They looked like bagels. That's what his triceps looked like. It was crazy. Um, you know, the, the first night was good. I, uh, I did enjoy the tag match. Um, I, I don't know. I don't think that that match should have made evented. I almost wish that um, that match went second on the card, to be honest with you. I don't think it was, like, the top-tier main event match. Um, I would almost give that to, uh, for that night, I would probably have given that to... to Charlotte and uh, Rhea Ripley. I would have probably given them that match because I don't know. It just uh, the tag match was great. I'm not saying it wasn't, but was it like the main event of the show? Great. I mean, as far as being a tag team match, then I guess so because it, when was the last time a tag team match main evented any pay per view, let alone a WrestleMania? Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on the show? Re write in the comments here. Let me know, and then we will uh, we'll continue on here as well. Um, oh, it looks like uh, the YouTube isn't on on this this guy here. Huh, interesting. And cool. So let's get back into the game here. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for everybody hearing me rant. I mean, um, um, especially if you're listening on the podcast, I bet it sounds crystal fucking clear. Um, and let's head down to ringside. I've still been. This is going to be the third show that we do here of this. Let me tell you a little story about this guy named Grimes. He sat at home, her, and had to make a so, lot of time. He started playing games and invested all his chains. Now he's worth much more than a couple little dimes. Cashed out. Here we are getting ready for ECW. Now, I would, if you remember a few episodes ago when I had done the whole setup for all of this, I, um, I went ahead and I added some extreme matches here. Now, I think I'm going to go back later and add more um, just to really fucking make it crazy. But 
we can we can start to have some fun here as well. Um, only five matches on this here. Uh, I don't. I really need to get more creative wrestlers, but that's sweet that Rob's in the the main event of the show. And uh, yeah, let's let's just go. Let's get into it. I heard Bad Bunny separated his shoulder the other day. Is that true? Yesterday? It's crazy. The following contest is a submission match. Making his way to the ring from Tijuana, Mexico, weighing in at 175 pounds, the WCW Cruiserweight Champion, Ray Mysterio Jr. And here comes Ray Mysterio Jr. World Cruiserweight Champion here on the Tins of Risky Show. Recently went to the that small company, the World Wrestling Entertainment Hall of Fame. <laughs> now, do you guys think? What do you guys think is going to happen? with this whole merger. We haven't even gotten to talk about the merger yet. Just talked about him. Former Prince Devitt. I like how he brought he brought back the whole Prince deal. Again, I didn't really watch a lot of fucking Japan wrestling. There's just so much wrestling out there. It's crazy. All right. So, what I want to know, guys, if if his head didn't get split open, do you think that he was supposed to win that match? That, like, seriously. Was he supposed to win that match against Edge? Or was Edge going to go over the whole time anyway? Like, we don't really know. Clearly, they ended that match fucking fast and then got everybody out of the ring. Like, I don't even... I honestly, like, I don't remember Edge, uh, like, celebrating that match at all. Do you? To me, it just seemed like he they, they just kind of threw him out. <laughs> Finn Balor. So this whole the whole thing with this game is that there's a lot of glitches people are talking about. I haven't really experienced a lot of them. However, I think that this is probably the best looking video game that I've ever played. It's beautiful. It looks like you're really watching TV. As Rey Mysterio gets ready to go one-on-one -on -one against Finn Balor here. Oh, couple fists here and some forearms by Finn Balor sends Ray off and hits him with a standing coup de grace. Yeah. 
Chop. Oh, and a year and drops down Ray Mysterio. Oh, who goes behind Finn Balor and drops him down. Cruz away champion picks up the challenger. Goes for a kick and gets caught and hits it with, with a forearm smash there. Balor now springboards immediately up to the top here in this cruiserweight contest. Oh, went for the drop kick and missed. I don't know how. He was right there. That's Mysterio. Goes behind and goes for the crucifix. Let's him go, though. As he knew that Finn Balor would have gotten to the real center. Balor now picks him up. And a brain buster. Double axe and a miss. Mysterio with a quick kick. Balor now with a quick back over. Mysterio now. Oh, gets hit with a stunner. Oh, senton splash. And didn't look like that Finn Balor cut all of it. Oh, and a quick coup de gras there as well. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of pose is that? Balor now slams him down. Oh, and Balor with another suplex. Mysterio now throws Balor into the steel steps there. Oh, and a senton splash on the floor. Then Balor now picks him up. Oh, and another suplex on the floor. Oh, and he kicked to the head. Oh, drop kick to the back as well. And Fowler back. Oh, and an X-Factor. Finn Balor now thrown against that guardrail. Dangerous position for him to be in here. Finn Balor now grabs a baseball bat. Runs back into the ring. Oh, and he cracks. Mysterio over the head, and that's it. Felt like it was going to be no disqualification. <laughs> wow. Ray Mysterio now. Picks up the victory after getting a concussion. So is he really the winner? That's the question. We get ready for an extreme rules match. Trent gets two powerhouses here. And Farouk and Jin the Anvil Neidhart here on ECW, here on the Tins Risky Show. First African-American World Heavyweight Champion in the game of professional wrestling. We get ready for Farouk. 
This is one big bad man. Remember what he did to the public enemy? Holy shit. Look at the acolytes in the public enemy if you don't remember that one. Oh, and here he comes. And his opponent, representing the Heart Foundation from Reno, Nevada, weighing in at 281 pounds. Jim the Anvil Nightheart making his way down to the ring. Representing the Heart Foundation, Bret Hart and the British Bulldog. Not welcome at ringside here because this one's going to get ugly. This one's going to get devastating. This one's going to get vicious. Between these two powerhouses. Extreme rules. Here on the Tins of Risky Show. And folks, if you're just joining us, make sure you like, subscribe, and share. Let your friends and family know the type of action that we have going on here. We get ready for one-on-one -on -one action. Streaming live, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. So we get ready. As Farouk takes off the head of Jim the Anvil Nighthawk. Picks him up and hits him with a pile driver. Farouk now. Sends off the anvil. And hits him with a clothesline once again. Oh, Farouk went for that dropkick. That was the snapper. Gets caught with a dropkick on the side of the head. Anvil now. Picks him up and hits him with a kick to the... To the chest, followed by a clothesline. Immediately goes for the pin. Only one count. A double accent across the bridge of the nose. As the anvil now immediately goes to the outside. Picks up those steel steps. Oh, it looked like Farouk was going to grab something from underneath the ring. Oh no, went for the chop lock and missed. Farouk picks him up and a sidewalk slam right on that steel step. Oh, Farouk with another clothesline, but the anvil able to move out of the way. Oh, gets caught with a shoulder tackle instead. Jim the Anvil Nighthawk, former world tag team champion. The powerhouse of the Heart Foundation. Gets cracked in the head with a steel chair. Where'd that chair go? Could have been ugly. We're over the baseball bat. Oh, but look at the gash coming coming out of the side of the head of the anvil there. Oh, went for the follow away slam, but the anvil was too much for him. 
Oh, some huge punches. Followed by another clothesline. Yamble throws Farouk back into the ring and immediately climbs underneath the ring as he grabs the ladder. There's nothing for stake here in this contest. Farouk now grabs him and attacks him from the apron back into the ring. Farouk picks up that ladder himself. Both these monstrosity men are still going at it. Oh, and a huge headbutt. Looked like Farouk was going to go for his signature there. And he gets attacked for his efforts. Immediately, the anvil goes for the pin. And only a one count. Then the anvil Nighthawk goes for the million dollar dream. The million dollar dream and it's Farouk going to tap out here. Farouk desperately trying to get out of that predicament there. And luckily he was able to. Oh, went for that clothesline once again in the anvil. Attacking him here. Oh, just yanking on that huge arm. But Farouk, you can't lift him up for the Dominator if that arm is injured. Farouk goes behind, picks him up once again. Oh, <laughs> just slams him down. Farouk down to the floor. Grabs the sledgehammer. Oh! Attacks the anvil in the chest with that sledgehammer. Just brutalizing. Triple H must have left that there from the 2000s. <laughs> oh! The anvil now. Getting brutalized by Farouk in the sledgehammer. Take that away from him, referee, if you know what's good for you. They don't have health insurance, these guys. Oh, the Amble able to stop that with a shoulder tackle. Oh, Jim the Amble Nightheart takes, takes a power slam onto the floor. Farouk now, back up to the top rope here. Double axe handle across the back. Farouk now goes to pick up Jim the Animal Nightheart. Oh, and the Dominator. The Dominator goes for the pin. And that's it. Impressive victory by Farouk here. Here is your On the 10th Whiskey Show. Farouk! Farouk, one of the most dominating superstars here on the 10th Whiskey Show. Here in 2K23. Folks, if you're enjoying this stream thus far and you can't finish it, don't you worry. Later tonight, this will be uploaded 
to wherever you get your audio podcasts, Spotify, Apple, the iHeart Music app, Amazon, Audible now. Every single spot you can think of, Google, look up the Tins of Risky Show. We get ready for a fatal four-way extreme rules match. We get ready for Roddy Roddy Piper versus Doink the Clown versus Vader and Yokozuna. Gotta go with Yoko, man. Yoko's my dude. Oh. The following is a fatal four-way extreme rules match. Making his way to the ring from parts unknown. Weighing in at 245 pounds. Doink the Clown. Dude, you can see the water. How fucking crystal clear is that? Doink the Clown. Evil doink. Yeah, it's not so friendly. I like how you can hear the audience just fucking complaining because it's taking so long. Fatal four-way extreme rules match here on the Tim's of Risky Show. Dangerous competitors. And his opponents. First, from the Rocky Mountains, weighing in at 450 pounds, the man they call Vader. The Mastodon, Big Van Vader. One of the toughest sons of bitches ever. Step inside a professional wrestling ring. He was also that dad on Boy Meets World. <laughs> what a weird cameo, right? When you think about that. <laughs> you think about that guy. That guy was a regular, like a regular guest star on fucking Boy Meets World. How many episodes of Boy Meets World did Vader do? That's what I want to know. Yeah. You beat it. Uh oh. Dude, what a weird fucking smile he's making. What's wrong with his teeth?
What's going on with Rowdy Rowdy Piper Steve? Did he just get braces or something? Piper. Just ready for this fatal four-way action. As the fans love him here. Dude, it looks like he's got braces on. What the fuck? Look how dark his teeth are. That's weird. And oh, and look at this guy. The land of the rising sun, weighing in at 558 pounds, Yokozuna! Wow. Look at Yokozuna. He's over 1,700 pounds. Wow. wow, wow, wow. <laughs> you know, I watched, uh, what did I watch? It was the, uh, the biography of Yoko. And I, lit I do not remember the pre-Yokozuna run that Yoko had where they were trying to, when he originally was going to be a Samoan. Well, they had like Afa and Sika, and like they had him tagging with Rikishi. I don't remember that run at all, but they were showing that. And then they were like, oh, well, turn him into Yokozuna. What a big dude. I mean, you could say that he, he died too early, but. That's not healthy. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. But damn it, that is not fucking healthy. <laughs> All four of these competitors here need to take out that man, Yoko Zuna. Oh, and Yoko immediately goes after Vader. Familiar territory as Doinkus starts off with Rowdy Piper. Oh, what an attack by Vader onto Yokozuna. And Doink tackles the wrong guy there. Oh, what a backbreak. Yoko dips to the floor to take a powder, and Doink follows him out and gets caught with a belly to back suplex. Vader immediately climbs underneath the ring and grabs a kendo stick. Oh. Yoko now kicks the leg out of the leg of Doink the Clown. As Rowdy Piper grabs him with the sleeper and slams him down. Oh, Vader now with that kendo stick. This match is already starting to pick up immediately here on the Tins of Rescue Show. Backbreak by Doink the Clown, and Vader has Rowdy Piper. Picks him up and chokeslam. Vader now goes after Doink and then goes right back to Yoko. 
Looks like Yoko got the upper hand there. Rowdy Piper grabs Yoko and throws him away from everything else that's going on. Vader takes the powder into the ring. Yoko back up as Roddy Piper and the Clown are fighting on the outside here. Yoko grabs the baseball bat. Oh, gets caught with a drop kick. Stoic the Clown is laughing at the damage that he's caused Rowdy Roddy Piper on the outside. All four of these competitors here still going at it. Stoic the Clown whips Yoko into the turnbuckle. The type of strength it takes to even just do that. Follows it up with a drop kick. It's Roddy Piper. Is yanking on the nose of Vader. All four of these men want to become the victor here, as this one's all about the pride, Vader. Going to Cloud, swinging neckbreaker on Yoko Zuna. Nearly goes with the pin, Vader and Roddy Pepper on the outside, but it's not enough to keep the 500 pounder down. the Clown and Yokozuna still squaring up in the middle of the ring as Roddy Piper takes out Vader on the floor. Belly to belly suplex goes for the pin. Is Yoko going to pick up the victory here? No. Doink the Clown was literally a quarter of a second away from being taken out here in this fatal four-way. Oh, small package by Yokozuna. But the big the big thing that's happening is Vader pulling out the steel steps and bringing him into the ring and, and paralyzing Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Immediately goes for the pin. And it's not enough to keep Rowdy Piper down, courtesy of Doink the Clown. <laughs> oh, what a clothesline. Oh, and Yoko gets attacked by Vader. Vader has been extremely impressive here in this fatal four-way action. Going to Clown sends Yoko off and Yoko dumped to the outside as Rowdy Rowdy Piper grabs that ladder. Oh, Piper hits the ladder against the chest. Yokozuna, I mean, everything's basically the chest of Yokozuna if you ask me. Oh, what a spear. Oh no, it was a DDT. Going to Clown was able to hit a DDT. Tag team action here. Oh, Uranagi onto the floor. Unbelievable. Fatal four way action still continuing here. Roddy Roddy Pepper is taking out everybody. Yokozuna allowing himself to catch his breath. Yokozuna just taking his time. That's right. Patrick is ECW here on the Tim Zariski Show. Oh, what a devastating powerbomb on the apron by Vader. Piper, but Piper's got the uh, the sleeper hold there. Is that going to be enough? 
to make your wizard a tap out here. Unfortunately for Piper, Dorothy the Clown was able to make the save. It's one pinfaller and one submission to win the entire thing here. Yoko Sam to the turnbuckle. Oh, Vader now. Goes up to the second and hits him with the Vader bomb. <laughs> Piper now breaks up the pinfall attempt. Hits him with a bulldog. Yoko immediately gets up to his feet. Doink the Clown, swinging neckbreaker on Yokozuna. Oh, and the tree, the tree stuffer. Is that gonna be it? And holy shit! Doink the Clown. I didn't think I was gonna tap out that fast. Here's My bad. <laughs> it's exciting. Doink the Clown with the Questionable victory here. Was not expecting him to beat the victor here in this contest, here in this fatal four-way attraction here on the Tim's Risky Show. As we get ready for our next matchup here. We get Charlotte Flair. And Maurice in an extreme rules match. Not feeling it. <laughs> Let's go to Robin Kerr down at ringside. Perk Angle versus the whole effing show. It's Perks versus versus Pot. I wonder why that slowdown happened. It's weird. Watch, the music's not synced up with the uh, with the entrance here. I don't get it. Watch, look. Okay, this one is. At least it seemed like it was, but the first one definitely was not. This here is the main event of this this part of the Tim's Risky Show. Uh-oh. Dude, he fucking came out with this helmet during the, his ECW time. From Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm not gonna lie, I'm looking at this fucking helmet on Kurt. I wish this was a thing for longer than it was. He could have came down with like one of the, like the, the chin not like hooked. 
Then he fucking fucking chips, turns it, puts it right back on right when the referee calls for the bell. Put it into that. Marijuana versus Percocet here on the Tim the Brisky Show. <laughs> Everybody calls her the bell and then dips out immediately. Tables match. It's Kurt Angle hits him with a short arm shoulder tackle. Goes to send him against the ropes here. Slap to the face. Just throwing Robin M around like, like a rag doll. Oh, I saw even when it's all missed by Rob Van Dam. Skirt angle mounts him, starts attacking him. It's devastating shots though. Oh, and a huge drop kick when Kurt turned around. Rob now picks him up, gut wrench, and slams him down. Rob Van Dam's got some. Wrestling background in himself, but mostly known as a kickboxer. Double arm into a suplex by the wrestling machine. Oh no. Rob went to go take a pattern. Kerr met him on the outside. Picks up that table there. Yeah, picks him up. Float over Samoa and drop. Van Dam now. Up to the top rope. And a senton splash. Oh, huge punch. Oh, and a forearm smash miss, but RVD hits him with a drop kick. RVD set up Kerr here. Oh, huge dive to the floor. RVD went to attack Kerr. Kerr heads him with a monkey flip. Guess I fucked that up, huh? <laughs> oh, and a huge dropkick. Or a clothesline, excuse me. So RVD grabs Kurt Angle. Goes to put him against that table and Kurt able to reverse it here. Here on the Tim Zariski Show. Both men jockeying for a position, trying to pick up that table. RVD throws it into the ring. Kurt grabs another table. RVD picks him up. Oh, and a spine buster. RVD up to the top. 
Kurt Angle on the floor. Here's him with a double axe handle. Arvidina throws him back into the ring there. And grabs a steel chair. Oh. Arvidina picks up that chair, or that table, excuse me. Sets it up in the middle of the ring there. Kurt Angle with a key lock. And is RVD going to be able to fight his way out of this predicament here? And he does. Back and forth action here. The main event here on the Tins of Brisket Show. Here of the ECW show here. RVD with an arm ringer. Kurt Angle able to acrobatically get himself out of that situation there. Oh, puts him against the table. R.E.D. Throw the lights and picks up the victory. the impressive victory here on the Tim Zariski Show. And folks, if you're enjoying this action thus far, make sure you like, subscribe, and share. Let your friends and family know the type of action that we have going on here. So we get ready for take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. So let's. Let, I want to. I, I want to chat a little bit more before we get back into the action here, right? I want to chat a little bit more about the whole sale because I totally skipped over talking about the sale a little while ago. All right. So let's chat about how this this is crazy. <laughs> okay. Uh, not only is it crazy the the obvious where the UFC and the WWE, the two biggest, you know, um, um, companies within their, their sort of different sports or sports entertainment, whatever the fuck, between their two different eras of, of the way that they, uh, like their business, right? The two biggest entities of it um, are combining under the Endeavor um, umbrella, and they're going to call it a new name altogether, right? Super interesting. So, What's interesting about the first part that's interesting about it to me is how they're saying that the WWE, like, it's going to have a new name, but the UFC is still going to operate as the UFC. They never say anywhere that the WWE is going to call itself a new name or that it's not going to change names. They're kind of they're insinuating that the WWE is going to have a brand new name. What? <laughs> Go back and read everything. I'm telling you that they they kind of really insinuated that the WWE was going to have a brand new name. No one seems to be talking about it, but I'm telling you. I don't think that they're saying that Endeavor is going to have a brand new name as the Umbrella Company. Because why would they specifically say that the UFC was still going to operate as the UFC? 
sounds to me that they're going to have a new name. Now, <clears throat> what's super interesting is just, and I mentioned but before, is that Vince McMahon completely lied. Vince McMahon completely talked about how he wasn't going to um, take over the reins of any sort of creative stuff. And did he? <laughs> we don't know. I mean, I mentioned it before. I can't believe the internet, but at the same time, it's like the guy loves it so much, man. There's like a, there's, there's two sides of it. A, you know, at some point, everybody needs to stop doing whatever job they were doing, whether it's 77, whether it's 36. <laughs> wow. Um, that was a joke about myself. Um, but, um, at some point you get burnt out, you aren't doing a good job anymore. And, and unfortunately, he's just in love with the business so much that he's put everything that he's ever done, like, like he, what's the, what's the term that they say? Tarnish your legacy, right? Like, uh, they, you know, the Undertaker was really afraid of tar tarnishing his legacy as the, um, you know, with the streak and how long he's been going for and being one of the best and stuff like that. And he was really worried about that, you know? And it, could you make the argument that maybe that's what Vince is doing now? But he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> it's like it's a double-edged thing because he created this. Like, you know, you look at the other companies, right? And they all follow the format that Vince made. All the storylines are basically just, you know, reproductions of what he made popular. Maybe he didn't create every single thing, but he put people in different positions to create different things. And and then he fucking made it a huge a huge thing. Obviously, he always had the final say, but and he forced his way back into that position again. I've said that before on this show is that that's what real power is. The fact that this man was able to take back his company use because he owned the the majority of it. That's the other thing too. I'm so mad that I didn't, and people will will say yeah yeah he talked about it forever but i'm so mad i never bought any of the wwe stock the 17 million times that i talked about wanting to buy it because i don't know i probably would have gotten cash out <laughs> i probably would have made some money off that shit and i and i fucked up because i don't know that's just me being a worry wart over money because of my upbringing but you know it is what it is it's fine um but but what's crazy about this whole thing too is that he's I think I think that the whole Ted Turner sort of situation where Ted Turner, um, uh, you know, during the AOL Time Warner um, deal happened, he didn't find out to the very end that he was really out of the whole situation. And I think that that's exactly what's going to happen here. For right now, they're putting on the face that he's going to be, you know, he's going to be the, the chairman of the board and blah, blah, blah. However... I think that they are going to get rid of him very quickly after the deal is done. I think that that's going to, and then it's really going to be the final knife in the coffin. I think that they would, uh, I think that Triple H is going to see this thing through, but I think that Nick Khan is going to get rid of Vince. <laughs> I think that, that we're going to have a screw job here. This is just the, uh, they're appeasing Vince at this point, but then as soon as it's over and they create the new company, Vince is done. I really feel that way. I think that they're, it's all a, a ruse here, right? Just, just like we've seen multiple times before in the past. You know what I mean? I think that, you know, exactly with what happened with 
it's going to mirror what happened with WCW, the downfall events here. I think that they're going to they're going to merge and then slowly but surely his power gets taken away and then <laughs> and then they're going to they're going to get him they're going to get him the fuck out of there. I think that that's what's going to happen. I don't think that he sees it. I think that he thinks this is all going to be great and sunshines. I'm certain that he's smart enough, you know, to to kind of defend himself with all of this, but at the same time I very well honestly can see them uh I can see them them screwing him out right at, right as soon as the deal is done. They did it to Ted Turner. They they're going to do it to Vince. You know, Nick Khan is going to he's going to be the most important guy and then and then I don't know. Then it's really going to go down. Triple H was a saving grace. He still will be. They're probably just going to let this happen for a little while and then I don't know. But it's 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 fun. I'm telling you, I'm in, I'm enjoying watching it. But I hope that you're enjoying watching the show as we get back down to ringside. All right, let's get ready for the next show here. We go back to Monday Night Raw. We'll see how much of this we can finish. Any news? Andre got injured. All right. We get ready for one-on-one action. I don't want to do this one. I'll give you the cold turkey. Oh, we have a rivalry match. Okay. Third party entrance attack. We get ready for one on one action here. Oh, hell yeah. AJ Styles going one on one against Eddie Guerrero. Oh my gosh, Rey Mysterio attacking Eddie Guerrero and throws him into the ring. The fans seem to love it. Is Eddie going to stay in this contest here? Eddie says, yeah, bring it. Oh, German suplex out of nowhere. Oh, swing wrong cross body. To AJ Styles, a phenomenal one. Here from Latino Heat. Eddie Guerrero. Goes for the pin. And barely even a one count here. Oh, huge DDT by AJ Styles. Goes for the pin. And once again, barely even a one count. It's going to take a lot more damage from both these competitors to keep the other man down. AJ Styles gets back over his feet, lands a shot. And another crossbody. Guerrero now. Oh, drops the knee across the arm of the phenomenon. Eddie Guerrero attacked before the match even started by Rey Mysterio Jr. Goes for the pin. 
Santana slams him down. Oh, what a drop kick by Guerrero as well. Need the lower back. Stretch, Octopus Stretch. Major Siles is able to get out of it. Oh, and a chop lock as well. Oh! This match has been very aggressive by Cometi Guerrero. Oh, DDT by Guerrero as well. And a knee to the lower back again. Styles now picks him up. Oh, kick to the gut. Eddie Guerrero has had an answer for every single thing that AJ Styles has done. Oh, the chop block. To the floor and he missed. And another chop block as well. And a forearm smash. And a drop kick. Oh! Somersault Santon splash by AJ Styles to the floor. Styles now. Picks up Guerrero. Drops him up. Drops him down. Oh! The Pele kick on the floor. And as quickly as Eddie Guerrero has been against AJ Styles, AJ was able to come back. Is Eddie Guerrero gonna make his way back into the ring here? Guerrero now, able to make his way back in luckily before the counter plan. Put on a little form by AJ Styles, immediately goes for the pin. Two! And only a two count. Maybe the Styles wondering what it's going to take. Picks him up. 
Slams him down. Immediately goes for the pin once again. What's it going to take to keep Eddie Guerrero down? Oh, what a close one. Goes for the pin. Dropkick by Guerrero. All these men trying to get the advantage. Right now it's Eddie Guerrero. Slams AJ Styles' face foot back into the canvas. Guerrero picks him up. And a powerbomb. Guerrero now picks him up once again. Up. T-bone suplex. Guerrero now set up AJ. Oh my gosh. The style smash. And luckily AJ was able to be resilient there. And kick out right at the very end. But well, that would have been it, and that would have been embarrassing. Guerrero up to the top, look for the frog slash and missed. Big combination there. Moonsault. AJ with the pin. The frustration starting to set in here. And another moonsault. Feature a hard out Lionheart. Two. Only a two count. Holy moly. Styles now. Grabs Eddie Guerrero. Styles dash in the middle of the ring. Immediately goes for the pin. The real Styles clash. And that's it. Here is your winner, the phenomenal AJ Styles. You know, there's an argument to be made that if it wasn't for the interference at the beginning of the match by Rey Mysterio Jr., that Eddie Guerrero would have been victorious here on the Tim Zabriskie Show. If you're just joining us, make sure you like, subscribe, and share. Let your friends and family know the type of action that we have going on here. So we get ready for tag team action. Fortunately, we're going to skip it. <laughs> we get ready for more. This is a, see, this is the tag match that I would want to play. Leave the rest of the card. Wow, look at this card.
going to go as the Street Profits. Why not? Usos would be an easy, an easy choice, but this is, this is fun too. And here come the tag team champions. The following is scheduled for one fall, making his way to the ring, accompanied by Jimmy Uso, representing the Usos from San Francisco, California, weighing in at 242 pounds, one half of the world's tag team champions, main event, Jay. Wait, that's his name? Main event Jay Uso? That's sweet. Is that a real thing? Tag Team Champion. Is it a one-on-one -on -one match? It is. Okay. Oh, that sucks. I didn't want to be Dawkins. I want to be Montez. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Cincinnati, Ohio, weighing in at 260 pounds, Angelo Dawkins. This is a fun song. I like it. All right, here's a question for whoever's watching or listening. Do you have like wrestling theme songs in your like your Spotify playlist and shit? <laughs> I used to. But I kinda I kinda stopped doing that. I don't know why. I just uh I get rid of Bobby Roode's song and I had it forever and it would always play. That's the Street Profits. Get ready for this one-on-one -on -one action here. Angelo Dawkins going up against Jay Uso. Oh! Jay Uso immediately goes after Dawkins and gets caught. Both men immediately going after each other. Hip toss, neck breaker. Jay Uso and Duncan grabs the arms and slams him in. Folks, if you're unable to finish this podcast, you want to listen to it on your way to work, you can wherever you get your podcast. Spotify, Apple, the iHeartMedia app. We're on Audible, Amazon Music as well. Stitcher, Twitcher, Bitcher. Whatever. Feel free to just look up the Tim's Risky Show and make sure you follow it and have a great old time. 
as Angela Dawkins is having a great time attacking Main Event Jay Uso. I had no idea they called him Main Event. I like it. Oh, what a flying spinning elbow. Dawkins climbs up to the top rope. Jay Uso to his feet and catches him and throws him down to the ground. Uso now picks him up. Powerbomb position. And holy shit! Powerbomb to the floor. Followed by a suicide dive. Very impressed by Jay Uso here. He gets caught by Dawkins. On the floor. Here's Dropkick. Both his competitors are fighting on the outside. Dawkins throws him back into the ring. Dawkins now picks him up and hits him with the super. And another super. DDT by Dawkins. Goes for the pin. Only a two count. Dawkins not clearing all that table. I don't know why he's doing that. He gets tossed back into the ring by the main eventer, Jay Uso. Oh, forearm smash. Uso now sends him off. Oh, and a Samoan drop. The family move. Love the bloodline. Dawkins gets kicked to the back. Oh, but he grabs Uso, goes for the pin referee in position. Only a one pin. Back and forth action. Both men trying to not let the other man get a, get on top. Oh, Uso hits a huge power slammer. What did Jimmy just do on the other side of the ring? Jay Uso now picks him up. Let's him into the turnbuckle. Dawkins able to stop it. And a shoulder tackle. Oh, close line to the back by Dawkins. Huge DDT by Dawkins. Close for the pin. Two. And only a two count. Jehoso with the powder. Oh! Dawkins with the suicide dive. Dawkins now. Oh, what's your attack? Jay on the outside. and both these competitors are going out of here. Jimmy Uso goes up to Montez Ford. 
Curry throws him out. Jimmy Uso's knocked out of this match. Montez Ford, you're out of here too, buddy. The referee with those big kahunas knocks out both the managers in one swing. Oh, and Jey Uso with the clothes on. Dawkins out, back up to his feet. Oh, what, holy shit, what a, what a maneuver that was. Oh, but Dawkins with a quick pin. What a close call that one was. Dawkins now picks him up. Huge DDT. Dawkins now makes his way to the apron. Signed by Jay Uso. Uso now with the pin. And Dawkins somehow was able to kick out of that one. And another shoulder tackle. Oh, the huge clothesline once again. Dawkins now. Went behind, but Jay Uso able to, to stop him from whatever he's trying to do. If it ain't broken, don't fix it. Hard. Dawkins here. Another shoulder tackle. Uso now up to the top rope. Another neck breaker once again. Huge super kick. The J, the main adventure is known for. Picks him up. Oh, the spy buster by Dawkins. Goes for the pin. And that's it! Here is your winner, Angelo Dawkins! An impressive victory here by Angelo Dawkins. Did not think that he was going to be able to take up the victory here. a good match. I enjoyed it. Alright, we get ready for tag team action. This is, this is like a fun fucking match. The Miz and the Big Boss Man going up against Braun Breaker and John Cena. Four 
one fall. Introducing first from Woodstock, Georgia, weighing in at 230 pounds, Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker. Son of Rick Steiner, the dog-faced gremlin. And I tell you what, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree with this kid. Wow. He's got a fucking Goldberg tattoo on his arm. Get the fuck out of here. Dude, I bet you right now, because there's all that controversy about Rick Steiner, bet you he's glad that they're calling him Brown Breaker. <laughs> Jeez. Never have I seen the decision go right. From West Newberry, Massachusetts. Who does this, man? It's the doctor of John Cena making his way down to the ring here. John Cena's a guy that I, I don't know. I thought, you know, he grew on me. The guy grew on me, but at the same time, like, does he have to wrestle anymore? You know, there's so many guys on that roster that somebody else could have taken that spot against Austin Theory. It still would have been fucking great. Including this man. career this guy has had in all uh, all sorts of TV he, he's you know for a guy, again we don't have to talk about he was on the real world and like the challenge and and whatever the fuck all the other shows were that he was on I think he did one on other networks and stuff like that too he did something with Joe Rogan I saw a clip of that but again besides all of that that itself is pretty fucking impressive but then he comes over to the wrestling and then he becomes a fucking a megastar. I mean, in this realm, you know, he went through a bunch of shit too with the fucking Benoit, right? Well documented. Fuck yeah. County, Georgia, weighing in at 350 pounds. The big boss man. Not even a pop for the big boss man here on the Tins of Rescue show. Must be the, the late night fucking fans. These guys are fans are getting tired of this shit. 
The Big Rossman. Tag team action. Breaker now gets a kitchen sink from the Miz here to get us started here. Oh. The youngster gets taken down by the Miz. The veteran in this situation. Oh, Snapman. Miz off the ropes. Went for the big boot. Missed. Ron Breaker missed twice. Miz with a swinging reverse DDT. Shoulder tackle by Braun Breaker. Takes up the Miz. And hits him with a suplex. Breaker now. Huge back elbow. Hits him with a spine muscle as well. Immediately goes for the pin right in front of John Cena, who doesn't even flinch because he knew that his tag team partner had everything under control. Oh, what a backbreaker! This sends Braun Breaker to the floor here. Goes to tag it in the boss man and connects with it. John Baker going to try his luck with the, the biggest man in this contest. And immediately catches him with a DDT. Breaker now. Oh, gets caught there. The boss man now sends him off over the top rope. Oh, and peels him back into the ring. Boss man now picks him up and hits him with a huge swoop pass. Bossman now really taking advantage of the youngster. A lot of pent-up frustration from his days back in the 90s. I guess his brother and his uncle, the Steiner brothers. Oh, cheap, cheap shot by the miss. Bossman sends him off and hits him in the huge back over. Bossman wrenches on the neck. Of the youngster from Michigan. Breaker with the hot tag against Cena. But the boss man catches it. Throws him down. Oh! Bossman catches Cena and hits him with the bear hug. This, the Bossman has been extremely dominant here on the Tim's Whiskey Show. I'm going to make the Bossman a heel, I've decided. Bossman now, trying to rush the life out of John Cena. Cena able to start to break his way out of it. It has the damage already been done. Because Cena has not started this contest in the best way possible. Oh, 
Oh, what a clothesline by Cena. Cena now. Oh, knocks down the boss man. And the boss man takes the power. Punch in the safe face of the boss man. Hits him with a DDT on the floor. He could have killed him right there. Oh, Cena now just getting some revenge, I would say. Here on the big boss man, here on the Tim the Risky Show. Boss man seems to be in a bad way. The Miz tried to attack Cena on the outside, but did not work out in his favor. Cena, with the attitude adjustment, goes for the pin. The Miz able to break that up. Cena with a drop kick. Officer picks him up. Tries to slam him down to no man. Cena. Attitude adjustment once again. And that's it. <laughs> what the fuck? You guys see the Miz? He gave up on him. Here are your winners. Ron Breaker. Impressive victory by Braun Breaker and John Cena. Uh, we'll skip this one. Here are the Sheamus. But fuck, look at these last three matches. This is fucking sweet. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I really like Jinder Mahal, but I kind of want to kick his ass. Florida, 
Weighing in at 265 pounds, Roman Reigns! And here comes Roman Reigns. We talked about him before during the opening segment here. The chat, as I like to refer to it. Um, had how Roman Reigns won at WrestleMania. But do you think that that was the right call? That's what the question is. There's a lot of people saying, like, oh, it's long-term broking and blah, 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 blah right? <laughs> but then there's, like, other guys that are like, oh, my gosh, Cody should have win. Ah. I think that it just doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> it's their show, guys. We just watch it. They're the ones that are in charge of how it goes. But I just... I just laugh at all the lies that, you know, the Twitter machine and all that stuff tried to tried to put into it. Where, you know, Cody had a fucking fake belt made, right? I do like to imagine, though, that Cody showed up at the arena with the belt and said, all right, well, I'm, we're going to use this, right? <laughs> and they're like, no, you're actually losing, you fuck. <laughs> wow. But at, but at the same time, like... And Triple H, quote unquote, approved of it. What about this guy's fucking run? I feel bad for this guy. He had a great fucking run. Nobody appreciated it. And his opponent from Punjab, India, weighing in at 238 pounds, the modern day Maharaja, Jinder. And Jinder Mahal now. Oh. Getting into the ring. Dude, this song sucks. Is his other song in the game? I don't like this song. What is this shit? His other song was way better than that. Now he's got to get his ass kicked by Roman fucking Reigns. <laughs> Oh, Roman Reigns with the dropkick, but gets caught with a boot to the face by the Mahanair Mahara. Huge DDT. And a dropkick to the side of the face of the tribal chief. Jenner now picks up Roman Reigns. He gets caught with a knee to the chest and a close line in the turbo. That was devastating. Roman Reigns goes to pick up Jinder Mahal. Oh, I'm close line in there again. Oh, devastating attacks from Roman Reigns here. Picks up Jinder one more time. Puts him up in the razor's edge. Get out, powerbomb goes for the pin. And only a one count. Roman Reigns. Just all over Jinder Mahal here on the Tins of Whiskey Show. Oh, what a close on as well by Roman. 
Hermanek clears off the table. Sends him off the ropes. Goes for the kick. Oh! What a drop. Belly to back. Excuse me. Huge clothesline missed by Rome. Jenner Mahal now. With another DDT. DDT once again. Huge clothesline by Mahal. Roman Reigns seems to randomly be in some a little bit of bad trouble here. Back elbow by Rome. Roman now. What the guarantee? And is Jinder Mahal going to be able to find his way out of it? Oh, and he does. Luckily for him. Mahona staying on top of the tribal chief, which is probably the best thing for him. Oh, is this going to be the Samoa? The camel clutch here. And is Roman in trouble here? Mahal almost became victorious. Watching a mugging in this one. Across the elbow, across the chest, but Roman was luckily in the ropes. Jinder Mahal showing his frustration. Some wise words to the Roman chief. He goes with a pin here. Mahal now just taunting Roman here.
do anything. Holy shit. I was not expecting Jinder Mahal to destroy Roman Reigns like that. But again, look who's playing, Here's right? Your winner, the modern-day Maharaja, Jinder Mahal! Jinder Mahal with a very decisive victory here on the Tins Risky. These matches are going to chase the course of history. So we get ready for one-on-one -on -one action between Brett, the Hitman Hart, and Diesel. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. I don't get how you can choose which one. Gotta figure it out. Sorry, D big D. Oh, here we go. Oh no. Diesel now. Diesel was just trying to get into the ring here. And Brett, the Hitman Hart, takes him out from the legs. Oh, kick to the back. This match hasn't even officially begun yet. Right now. Oh, attacking the Lex once again. Kevin Nash known for those horrible quads. <laughs> so fucking perfect, right? <laughs> oh, kick to the gut. Bret Hart just trying to embarrass. Okay, Big Daddy Cool here. The referee calls to the bell and this is official. I can't believe it. Oh! Bret Hart now just once again attacking those legs down. Those broken quads. Oh. Somehow Diesel was able to uh, mount an offense. But his legs must be killing. Guys to run away from the hitman and the hitman says no. Splash from the Hitman. I was not expecting that one. Greg goes for a leg drop. And Big Daddy Cool moves out of the way. Diesel, former world intercontinental and tag team champion. Triple crown winner. The only other person during that time to do it was the man he's facing. And brother Hitman Hart. Hart now up to the top. And drops the elbow from the top rope. Immediately goes for the pin. Two. And only a two count. Diesel with a quick pin out of nowhere. Is he going to get Brett? Luckily, Brett was able to kick out of that. Brett with a crucifix pin of his own. Oh. Only a two count once again. Bret Hart 
takes up Diesel. And Hizzle with a pile drive. Diesel with a small package. Get hard able to kick out. Cross body from Brett. Brett up to the middle rope. Forearm smash. Right now. Face him. Kevin Nash. That has him in the sharpshooter. Well, Nash now. Able to fight his way out of it. Suplex. And Kevin Nash, Kevin Nash gets pinned. They called him Diesel, huh? That would have been nice. Bret Hart now grabs the chair. Oh my gosh! Referee, get the get that away from him. Bret, the damage has been done. Look at the anger towards the click. He attacks the always injured quads of Big Daddy Cole Diesel. Sheesh. Oh, man. It's going to be the last match of the evening. So we get ready for the Macho Man. Going one on one. With Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Or, excuse me. Hulkamania. Hulk Hogan. Here on the Sins of Risky Show. Probably should pick who I'm going to be. Gotta be as my boy. I'm a pretty big fucking Hulk Hogan fan. I didn't realize I was until, like, five years ago. <laughs> Oh, but this man. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Making his way to the ring from Sarasota, Florida, weighing in at 239 pounds, Macho Man Randy Savage. And here comes the Macho Man. One of the greatest of all time going up against one of his closest frenemies, I would say. And Hulk Hogan. World Heavyweight Champion Hulk Hogan. Well, the Macho Man picked up the victory here tonight. In the main event. And his opponent from Venice Beach, California, weighing in at 330 oh, yeah. pounds, the WWE Champion, the 
and here comes the Hulkster. The World Wrestling Federation Tenzabrisky Show Heavyweight Champion of the World. One of the greatest of all time, if not the most popular, the most notable. All right. Let's say let's say you have to go to some random fucking. You're in some random country, and you show, held up a picture to the uh, to the to the natives there of Hulk Hogan or The Rock. Who do you think they're gonna recognize first? Honestly, Hulk Hogan, hundred percent. Both these competitors caught an elbow tie-up. And Hogan with a headbutt to knock down the Macho Man. Hogan drops a leg across the left arm. Who knows? Macho Man really can't do a lot if his arm is injured. Hogan now once again picks him up. And slams him down again. Hogan must have heard from his Hulkamaniacs here on the Tim's Risky Show. And folks, if you're just joining us, make sure you like, subscribe, and share. Let your friends and family know the type of action that we have going on here. As Hogan immediately picks up the macho man and hits him with a backbreaker. Oh, and he, now he's wrenching down in a jackman. Hogan now sends the Macho Man into the turnbuckle, puts him onto the top. Gorilla press slam and throws him. Hogan talking a bunch of shit. Loving every minute of it. The fans of the Tim Zabisky Show. All about the world heavyweight champion right now. Hogan picks him up, and another backbreaker. Just wrenching down on the spine once again. It ain't broken, don't fix it. Knee to the gut, followed by a shoulder tackle. The Macho trying to mount another offense. Hogan just, just messing with him. And another knee to the face. Oh, Hogan with a center to the floor. There's a Macho Man. He needs to collect himself before the referee. Counts that 10. Two. Folks, if you enjoyed this as, as well, please make sure you find us on wherever you get your goddamn podcast. Spotify. Four. Apple Music. The iHeartRadio app, Amazon, wherever you get them. Look for the Tins of Risky Show. And if it's not there, let me know in the comments below. We'll make that happen. 
backbreaker. Once again, Hogan needs to find a different set of moves here. Hogan now slams down the Macho Man once again. Oh, what a kick by the Macho Man. Hogan was not expecting that one. Hogan now with the screws and off the ropes. Just for the late drop and the Macho Man was able to move out of the way. And a huge drop kick to the side of Hogan's head. Hogan now trying to pick himself up on the apron. Macho Man went for the attack and they got stopped. Kick to the gut, that's dirty. And another one by the Macho Man. Hogan now, with the quick pin, is he gonna get him here? And only a two count. Shoulder tackle by Hogan once again. Macho Man is able to get that shoulder up. Punch of the pin. Hogan. Oh, with the attacks. Once again on the Macho Man. Macho Man with the powder. Hogan now. Climbs to the outside. Just stalking him. Stalking the Macho Man, that's his prey. Goes for the clothesline. Macho able to get out of it, but Hogan able to stop that. That throws the Macho Man into the steel steps. Hogan now throws him back into the ring. Hogan was looking like he was looking under the ring, but. There wasn't anything there that he thought that he should grab. Oh, what, a, what an impressive. Oh, Hogan now with another great impressive. 
But the Macho Man staying with it. With that reversal. Huge high knee. Goes for the pin once again. And only a one count. Oh, another kick to the gut. You can feel the emotion behind each one of those kicks there. Oh, elbow to the gut of, of the world champion. Clothesline by the Macho Man. Macho Man picks him up. And another suplex. Hogan trying to get back up to his feet here. Macho Man trying to stay on top of him. What a main event we have of this stream here on the Tins of Risky Show. As the Macho Man goes for the pin, and only a one count. Hogan able to get himself out of that. Oh, Dragon Screw. Hogan now sends him off. A huge big boot. Logan scoops them. Leg drop. Goes for the pin. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that I'm saying this, but the Macho Man was in the ropes. Attack the Macho Man, but it looks like the Macho Man may have started some bleeding. Axe Bobber on the floor. Hogan with a snap man. Hogan with that backbreaker once again. Logan out, picks up the Macho Man. Gorilla press slam on the concrete floor. Folks, those mats are only an inch thick. They don't, really don't do anything. They're more decorative than anything else. Logan went for that axe bomber once again. And got caught with a, uh, a hip toss, followed by a knee to the head. And the Macho Man trying to just attack Hogan while he's down. Tags the arm, there goes for the pin. And unfortunately, for the Macho Man, Hogan was able to get out of that. He thanked him with a knee to the face. Hogan now still trying to fight him. Hogan picks him up and chokes him. What a devastating choke slam that was. Man to get up. Oh, the Macho. 
Avoids the body slam with the neck breaker. Near to the face. The Macho Man goes for the pin. And Hogan able to kick out on the count of two. What a main event we're seeing here live on the Tim Zabriskie Show. Oh, X Bobber once again. Hogan slips to the floor. Oh my gosh, what is this? Logan has the Macho Man. Takes him up. Jones slam through the table. The, the Macho Man has yet to move. <laughs> nice, I think I got the cover. And somehow the Macho Man makes his way back into the ring. He gets hit with an axe bomber right away. Double axe hand. What a suplex. Hogan with the pose, but... Unfortunately for him, the Macho Man made it to the ropes once again. Oh, Hogan went for this comeback there. Hogan now. Stops the punch and another one. And a third one. Sends him up. And the big boot. And the leg drop. Hogan hits the leg drop. Perfect position. And that's it. This year resorts victorious after a long, hard battle. What is this? Wait a second. Hogan's looking out of the ring. Oh, no. What's Hogan doing? He's got that steel chair. Watchman's already been defeated. What, what is this? Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle grabs the chair and chases Hogan out. Why would... Kurt Angle turning himself into this, this awkward situation. That's clearly what the real story is here. But folks, I want to thank each and every one of you for hanging out here on the Tim's Risky Show. And if you haven't done so yet, please make sure you like, subscribe, and share. Let your friends and family know the type of action that we have going on here. Um, also, make sure you have your bells on wherever you're watching this, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. 
because unfortunately I don't have a set schedule. I tried to do Tuesdays, hence this worked out. But in case it doesn't work out in the future, I don't want you to miss out. So have a great evening, and until I see you, have a great time. TTYL. Bye. I said leave. Go away. Cut it out. Go.